Yeah, definitely not. And I definitely am learning the lesson that your life is in the everyday. It is the small moments. That is your life. It is not later. It's not when you accomplish something. It's not when you achieve a goal. It is every day. And how you live your life every day will determine whether or not you're happy or full of joy or healthy. And sometimes it's boring and sometimes it's not very fun and you don't want to do it, but your future self will definitely thank you later if you if you just do those things that are so important. Hello and welcome to the Align Your Glow and Soul podcast. I'm grateful you are tuning in today. I'm Shauna Hall, a self-love and mindset coach teaching you how to align your life through mindset shifts, spirituality, and manifestation. Each week, I'll be giving you tips designed to help you create a passionate, purposeful, high-vibe reality that you love. If you're ready to align your glow, you're in the right place. Let's get to it. Hello, welcome back to the Align Your Glow and Soul podcast. We've got a good episode today. I am interviewing Jody Monk, who is a previous health coach. She is all about holistic health and healing, fitness, mindset, and nutrition. And she's actually the author of the book, Self-Discovery, Seven Fun Activities to Help You Reconnect with Yourself. And I brought her on because she wrote this book, and that is one of the things we discussed in the interview today. But I thought it was really cool that the way she did the book was through... Amazon and she talks about how she had a lot of blocks about creating it but then took a master class on how you could create a book in seven days and so she did it which I thought was phenomenal to be able to do that and so that's why I brought her on but we talk about just life and about moving your body and about doing what feels good and her journey through that and about reconnecting to yourself and how sometimes when we are chasing the check marks and we are chasing the achievements, whether it's through career or through fitness, it's not sustainable. And how you can slow down, pause, and reconnect to find your inner joy. And I feel that many of us have been on the this journey, whether it is through a fitness journey or through a career journey, where that is all our focus goes. We, are, we have this tunnel vision of go, 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 achieve, achieve, achieve. And from a mental health perspective, from a physical perspective, from a psychological perspective, from a physical perspective, it is not sustainable to always be in that mindset of go, go, go. Yes, achievements are great, but if we don't have true happiness in the moment, those achievements actually are not going to mean anything because we'll achieve the thing and then quickly move on to the next thing. And it's just this vicious cycle of constantly chasing achievements when in reality, we're really trying to find joy and we're trying to find happiness. And if we can find that in the now, those achievements would really just be part of the journey and we don't need to constantly chase them. So yeah, <laughs> I think you'll enjoy our conversation today. And as always, if you do, please take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to the Align Your Glow and Soul podcast. As always, I'm super excited to be here, and we've got a guest on today. So welcome, Jody Monk, to the podcast. Hello. 
Okay. So first things first, my favorite question I ask all the people is how do you align your glow and soul? So for me, I guess it's really important to get into nature. I love hiking, um, any kind of physical activity. I definitely have gotten into meditation over the last year or so just to recenter myself. And um, I love laughing, getting together with people and just laughing. That really Mm -hmm. gets me centered. I love that. So with the, um, you like to hike and get into nature, is that anything, um, like, do you have a consistent routine with that? Cause I know you walk a lot with your cute little, um, chocolate chip dog. He's so adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so where I live right now, um, basically I live, I live by a lake, so there's not a lot of hiking. It's pretty flat, but we do go to Montana quite often and do hiking around there. And it's amazing. And it's beautiful. I love that. Love that. And have you always been the type of person that has moved your body or is that something that you've adapted over the years? I think I've kind of adapted over the years. I wasn't a sporty kid at all. Um, I did a little track in school, but nothing, nothing too exciting. Um, it wasn't until I was into my thirties, probably that I really got into touch with how important it was to me to just feel strong and healthy. Um, I've done some fitness competitions, um, climbed a mountain, I've done a couple half marathons and all of those things were kind of centered around a goal. Uh, but lately I've been trying to do just the practice of moving my body in order to just feel aligned every day, feel healthy every day, uh, relieve stress and um, do what my body needs to do in order to feel functional. <laughs> I, okay. So oh, I want to dive into that before we get into kind of other things, but I love that you said, so you used to do fitness competition and then you used to run races and you realized that all those things were ultimately for a goal, but it sounds like, although you got to the goal, it wasn't really, you didn't get quote unquote there, right? Yeah. It, every time I did something like that and I finished, I always just kind of felt empty. I didn't feel accomplished and it wasn't a sustainable type of lifestyle to constantly push your body to those ex- extremes, I guess. Um, it was really high highs and low lows. So finding something that I can do every day or almost every day that keeps me healthy, keeps me strong, keeps me moving is kind of my new my new goal. I still would like to do some of those things, but with a different mindset, I guess. Mm, okay, that's it. I love it. That's like... I, um, love that you said that because we're always trying to get there, right? We always have this journey of like, oh, if I check this box, if I win this thing, if I do this, then I've made it. I'm successful. I've done the thing, but you said right there, like it didn't actually do anything for you at all. And so I, how long ago were these events that took place? Um, probably the last thing I did was about five years ago. Okay. Yeah. And what would you say five years? So like looking back kind of within the last five years, what is your biggest lesson you've learned with 
what you just said with kind of getting realigned and, and focusing more on just um, healthy. I was trying to accomplish things to feel like I was doing something. I don't know if the word is important, but doing something that would make me matter Mm. in a way. Um, I, over the last couple of years, have really struggled with my health. I've had a series of unfortunate events (laughs) and it really makes you appreciate um, your whole health, the health of your body as a whole and noticing like, Hey, it, it doesn't feel good for me to move around right now. And knowing that that can be taken away from you changes how you feel about everything. Um, I'm, I'm not old enough right now to feel this way. And so I would like to, as I get older, definitely feel good. And so that has become more of my goal to be 50, 60, 70 year old woman who's hard to kill, (laughs) (laughs) who's who's strong and healthy and vibrant and full of joy. Mm, I love that so much. (laughs) And I think it's so interesting. So we don't even think about these things when we're, you know, in our 20s, because we're not thinking of our head. We're just focused on the now and the partying and whatever else is going on in our lives. And then we go through these stages of like, okay, I'm going to, you know, party all night and drink and la la la. I mean, at least that's what I did. Um, I would work off of like four hours of sleep at times and it was freaking crazy. Now I would die if I did that. Literally, I would like choke over and die. (laughs) And then we don't even think about, you know, how we can live. I love how you said that. I I, want to be hard to kill when I'm older. (laughs) I can't take quite credit for that. A friend of mine told me that. And I thought I am extremely easy to kill right now. And that is not who I want to be. So, (laughs) (laughs) But you bring up such a good point because we, it's not about, mm, the things um that are one-time things right it's not about um the like the day of like being healthy it's about these very small long-term things that actually are going to equate to uh vitality and allow us to live in our 50s 60s 70s 80s in a way where we're not dependent on others we're able to walk we've got good cognitive function and, you know, it's hard to look at that when you're in your 20s and 30s because you're just like, oh, I'm here now and I'm doing the thing or I'm focused. Like, I know in my 20s, I wasn't thinking about 80 at all. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. And I definitely am learning the lesson that your life is in the everyday. It is the small moments. That is your life. It is not later. It's not when you accomplish something. It's not when you achieve a goal. It is every day. And how you live your life every day will determine whether or not you're happy or full of joy or healthy. And sometimes it's boring and sometimes it's not very fun and you don't want to do it, but your future self will definitely thank you later if you if you just do those things that are so important. Yes. And I guess my question for you is what was there like one moment that made you kind of reset or was there a, um, a few moments that got you to the point where you are now where you're really focused on the future? And then just to kind of follow up with that, 
um, what tools do you use to stay focused? Because it can be hard to um, realize that what you're doing now is going to impact your future in 10, 15, 20 years. Um, so I don't even remember the first question, but the second <laughs> question, um, uh, oh, moments, moments that I have lived. Um, I do read 10 pages every day and I've read probably hundreds of personal development books and I've taken courses and I have studied thought work. Um, and a lot of it is the same. It's all the same thing over and over and over again. I guess it just took me this long uh, to have it sink in. <laughs> it, it builds it builds upon each other too. And then you have life experiences. Um, like I said, I haven't been well the last couple of years. Um, I had a tick bite that resulted in me getting Lyme's and it was undiagnosed. And so um having to just really refocus on how I feel every day and being gentle with myself and knowing that, wow, this could be my forever really changed my perspective Mm. on what's important and how I want to spend the little bit of energy I have every day. Um, how I keep it all together or what I do. Um, I do have that background in fitness. So I guess I, I kind of already know what I'm doing and what I like and what I don't like, but I basically just use my planner and I have a minimum list, a minimum tasks that I try to achieve every single day. That includes moving my body, reading my book, meditating and journaling. Some people do that in the morning. I do it when I can fit it in, but I think that really helps me. And when I I check off the little box every day, I just um, know that I'm doing something for myself. And then if I start feeling cruddy, I look at that list and see how many of those boxes I've checked off and notice like, oh, this is probably why I have, I haven't been moving my body lately. I haven't been feeding my mind lately. And it helps me just kind of get back on track because I know why it's happening. So a little bit of self-awareness, it sounds like. Yeah. And that I think is half a battle with a lot of people is we're just not aware of the, the, um, (laughs) the things we're doing to our minds and our bodies. (laughs) We're just, you know, we're eating the crap, the junk food, we're drinking the alcohol, we're doing the drugs. Um, and we just don't have any, uh, sense of the long-term impacts and not to say like, you know, every time you do those things, there's going to be this massive consequence, but I love that you have some, some structure and you hold yourself accountable. It sounds like to, um, being able to kind of keep track of the things that, you know, you want to do and that you want to be consistent with. Yeah. That awareness is really everything. Um, being able to just sit with yourself for a moment and actually know how you feel and why you feel that way. I think a lot of people are missing, especially when we can just numb ourselves every single day by sitting on a phone or sitting in front of a TV or having that drink. And you're not, that. that's one thing I'm really, really working on is just learning how to feel my feelings and identify them and expanding my vocabulary so I can express myself. I was thinking last night, um, how like it's such a it's a skill set that you actually need to learn especially if you come from a dysfunctional background because it's like when you see a painting at a museum and you say oh i like this painting 
but then somebody asks you why, but you don't even know why it's that awareness and that vocabulary and that, um, ability to express and know yourself well enough to know why, mm. how it makes you feel, what colors are in it, the movement of the painting, your body is exactly the, the same way. It's telling that. you something all the time. Yes. And Oh, I could not agree more. I think we struggle. I mean, that's definitely been a good lesson for me the last several years is listening to your body. <laughs> and especially, you know, I'm a runner as well. I've been running for 13 years. I've ran 60 plus half marathons. And there's definitely been times where I did not listen and I got injured. And then I was pissed. <laughs> yeah. It's hard though, right? Because yeah. your mind is like, hey, we're doing this thing and this is our goal. And you push yourself, but your body's like, no. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Bad idea. <laughs> yes. And it's every, and I can remember back every single time I ignored that. And it was, it wasn't a loud scream. It was just a little, like, little, like, Ooh, this doesn't feel a hundred percent good. And I was like, Nope, we got this. We're fine. And my body was like, no, we don't. And then, you know, I'm out for two, three weeks because I have this injury. And it's like, you know, that was probably, I think my last injury was like maybe 10 years ago. Um, and I listen to my body now. So, um, but you know, as you said it, I think it takes, it takes practice. It takes time. It takes, unfortunately lessons. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I'm always trying to teach people to, you know, Hey, I've learned the lessons for you. Like let's, let's prevent this from getting there because nobody wants to get injured. Nobody wants to get sick. Nobody wants to, um, be unhealthy. So any advice for kind of that, maybe younger person who is open to learning um, and is, you know, I guess what would you tell your younger self <laughs> for her to listen, um, to listen to your body? Yeah, I think it's hard because we're all on our journey and you need that awareness first. So if somebody is actually willing, willing to listen and they want to learn, just be gentle with yourself. Take that time every single day to um, practice listening to your body because we are busy. Um, we're constantly in our heads doing things, um, that take our attention away from actually how we feel and reconnecting with yourself by either sitting quietly or just focusing on different things in a room or doing a guided meditation or, um, some sort of body movement really gets you into a meditative state and take courses, read books, um, be open to different suggestions and trying them out. Cause not everything is going to work for you. Um, getting to know yourself, what you like, what you don't like, what your boundaries are. Those types of things I think are very, very helpful. And they take time, especially because we change so much as we grow and we get older, we're not the same people. So you have to remember that your opinions or the way you feel about things aren't set in stone. Don't be rigid, but don't be porous, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. So good. Um, since you said it, cause I have to ask, I'd love to ask people this question. If they mention it, you mentioned your favorite books. Do you have any favorite personal wellness development books? Oh yeah. I have quite a few and it depends on which direction you want to go, but <laughs> the, the, um, the book that started me down the journey of personal development 
was the four agreements. Mm. I think I was in the right space to hear the message of that book. And it really opened my eyes to how much we are living in our own heads and, and our perspective is just based on our own experiences and everybody is having their own experience. Um, that book was profound to me back in my twenties. <laughs> and I, I really, I heard the lesson in that book. Um, how to do the work is an amazing book. Um, there's so Dr. Many. Nicole, what is it? Per, Petra, Petra. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. That book opened my eyes to, I, I've done a lot of thought work over the course of, you know, the last 20 years, I was really rooted in thought work. You know, all the famous people, Tony Robbins, Brendan Burchard, Mel Robbins, all those big names. Um, and it, it never really stuck with me until I read how to do the work because I realized that I was all in my head and not in my body. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I do have some trauma in my life. That's pretty significant that I've never dealt with. And I don't think the thought work will be beneficial to a lot of people. I mean, it's helpful, but until you deal with um, small trauma or big trauma in your life, it's difficult. Mm -hmm. I love that you said how to get, you said, get out of your head and into your body. Um, and our bodies are always, you said it before, our bodies are always talking to us, right? They're always telling us something. And I am um, really in, into the chakra systems because, you know, those are our, our energy bodies, right? They're literally telling us stuff 24 seven. Um, they can help us heal. They can help us fix things. So for the person who maybe is stuck in their head, who is struggling, um, maybe not living, maybe life is good, right? But it's not great, right? They're not living their potential. They're not in alignment per se. Um, how do you even start that process of getting into your body and even realizing like that we want to focus on that. We want to move in that direction. Um, for me, it was meditation and realizing that meditation is not sitting there um, emptying your head sitting it meditation is becoming aware of your thoughts and feelings and it the whole point of meditation is to sit there with yourself and notice notice different sensations different energy in your body notice what thoughts are floating through your head and because most of the time we don't where it's on just automatic pilot and our brain is going crazy um and we do not we're not even thinking about what we're thinking about Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would say for me, that was the biggest aha moment was no, it's not trying to empty my brain. It's just being aware of what is in my brain and trying to notice the sensations. And then if you can get to the point where you can actually identify and feel them, um, Google a feeling chart, if you're not good, like I'm not like, I'm not at the point where I can really identify some of those feelings yet, aside from maybe anxiety or sadness, because we all have um, that emotional home that you're used to being living in. And so if you can recognize what your emotional home is and be aware enough <laughs> to know you if you're living in it throughout the day and try to change your emotional state <laughs> to change, um, change some of those thoughts and feelings, you can really it really benefits you in the long run because you're taking more control and then you can work more on the thought 
the thought work. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, I talk about meditation all the time, but not in that way. So I love that you said it that way. Um, Cause mm-hmm. you know, I think if you're not into personal development or you never really been into meditation, cause you're like, I can't, my brain's going a mile a minute. I'm like, that's the whole point. <laughs> that's, you need it then like sit down and like, you know, let the thoughts go and then realize where they're going. Like what, why are they racing? What, what are you thinking of? What's distracting you? Um, so I love that you said that's like just taking it and not even um, getting to the point where you're not trying to think wait, wait, you should be thinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how are those thoughts making you feel in that moment? Yeah. And then, you know, if we're going to go even further, you could really start with like, okay, if you have all these thoughts, you've identified the feelings and then really starting like, okay, are they um, making you feel safe? Are they making you feel secure? Are they making you feel grounded? And really focusing on that root chakra, which is our foundation for who we are and, and our energy. And then I won't get into all the details, but you know, you could work your way up and like kind of um, elevate as you focus on each of those areas in your body and those energies, because, you know, our safety and security is, it is who we are, is our being. If we're not safe and we're not secure, everything else will crumble. Yeah, that's great. So you mentioned a few things, moving your body, meditating, and identifying your thoughts. And these are all um, different touch points that you put in your book, which is super cool. Self-discovery, seven fun activities to help you reconnect with who you are. Um, and I love that you've created a subject that I think we all need <laughs> reconnecting. Um, cause we, you mentioned earlier too, is we are so distracted by really everything. I mean, it's kind of sad that we're addicted to our phones. We're addicted to TV. We're addicted to media. Um, and we have struggle with just sitting. <laughs> and so, um, what was your motivation for uh, birthing this creation? I guess a couple of things. Um, I've, like I said, I've always been into books. And so I feel like I, for one, wanted to share a little bit of what I've learned. Um, and I, I'm working on sharing more. Um, I feel like it's helpful because if you teach, you can learn. And especially if it's something that you're working on yourself and just to, I think the other thing was push myself out of my comfort zone a little bit. (laughs) I think that's really important when it comes to growth. I, I don't talk a lot. I'm more of a listener. Um, so it's very challenging for me. Um, so writing was an easy way for me to do that. Okay. And so let's get into the, like the process, how long from idea to actually like, like tangible book, how long did it take you? Oh, um, well, I actually did that book as part of a challenge. Okay. So it was a seven day challenge. So anybody that can write, wants to write a book, um, you can literally do it in seven days. <laughs> okay. If there's a subject That's matter that you're interested in. <laughs> The process is way easier than you could ever imagine, which was really refreshing to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so impressive. I thought you were going to say like, oh, like six months. I'm like, you just said seven days. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. So, okay. Where is this? Uh, who created the seven day? I'm going to call it book challenge just to like make it easy. <laughs> um, well, it was, it was part of a course I purchased um, on 
writing books, basically. <laughs> I, I need a process for everything. I, I'm not very creative or imaginative. So um, I had, there's, there's plenty of courses out there um, that will kind of go through the process of how to write a book. But this was a challenge at the beginning of the process to show you how easy it is to write a very short book on a subject matter that you already know about mm -hmm. and love talking about. Um, so you have, I mean, you have to purchase that course. So I don't really want to. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Okay. And then, um, what was the, did you do it on Amazon? Was there like a website that you were able to print from? So yes, Amazon has something called KDP that you can upload your book on you and it's a free account. So everything I did for that book, um, was free. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Weird. So I just used, I mean, it's not going to be the best book, you know, out there because of, you know, you have to have a formatting software, things like that for more of a professional type of, you know, like three thirty 30 K word book, but for these shorter books, um, there's a program called read Z that allows you to format inside of it. KDP is free. So it will print through Amazon, your book. Um, they just take a little bit of money each, each time they print the book. And then you, you can actually make a little bit of a profit from it. I just used word to type it out. Um, it was, it was astoundingly easy. <laughs> it's actually super surprising <laughs> and good because I can't imagine how many people are out there that have a story inside of them. Yeah. That needs to come out. Yes. Which is why I wanted to bring you on because one, I wanted to know how you did this. This is so freaking cool. I think people who create books, I'm just like, oh my gosh, but you just said it, it was easy. You know, I think we have, even myself, right. I had this assumption like, oh, it took you months and you know, I have no idea about how to produce a book. So I had a belief that it was challenging and difficult. And had I never spoken to you, I would move on to that belief forever. And I would probably never, ever be, you know, thinking past that belief. So I love that you share that. Um, <laughs> That is so freaking cool. Okay. So um, for those who are, have an idea, have a thought, you know, are an expert subject matter, like make a book. <laughs> yeah. Just sit down and start writing. Um, and it, it it's pretty easy. You, you basically make an outline, you write the book, you um, proofread it, you stick it inside of another program that formats your book, and then you... Download it into KDP and Amazon, and there you go. You have a book. You're a published author. It's oh my amazing. gosh, that is amazing. <laughs> so, when you created this, did you have anybody, like any family or friends, read it beforehand, or did you just like get it and then put it out there? I had a couple of friends read it. I am not the best at um, proofreading, so they helped me a little bit. Um, I think they helped me basically with just grammar. Um, but I, I kept the original voice. Um, it's really hard to, um, be brave enough to put something out there that, you know, isn't going to be perfect mm. and, you know, isn't going to be your best work, but it's worth the process of doing that because you learn so much and you, um, you have kind of a notch in your belt. Like I can, if I can do this, then I can do anything basically that I just 
take the time to learn how to do. Um, yeah. So they just helped me proofread it. That was my biggest obstacle, I guess. And then the rest, I just kind of left the way it was. Okay. Again, like it sounds relatively easy. <laughs> it, it, it was, <laughs> you can do it. Uh, now, is there a limit on with the programs that you use? Is there a limit on like words or pages, any kind of limitations? There are some tips and tricks if you're planning on publishing quite a few books um, as far as how many words you should aim for, depending on what you want to do with your book. Um, if you want to put it on Audible, mm. um, definitely you want it uh, about 30,000 words only because most people use their Audible, um, what are they, points? You get an Audible point every month. Yep. And those books are about two hours long when you get to 30k and so they're going to use their points for books that are a little around that price range um other than that uh yeah i mean this book i think it's around five thousand words i mean it's a very thin book it's an easy read you can read it in one day this is meant to be an activity book that you do you know over the course of time but um yeah. Simple to the point, which I like too. Yeah. Um, okay. So what was your, even though it sounds like a short process, what was your favorite part about creating this? Um, really thinking about what I wanted to say and understanding that what I wanted to say was important, but, but sharing it in a way that was trying to, I was learning how to share it in a way that other people could understand and find useful. So it was a very comprehensive process for me. And I found it good because I, like I said, I'm more of a listener and not a talker. So it really used my brain and then just finishing it and hitting publish and just feeling so unbelievably proud of myself for actually doing that because it's different to talk. I'm, I'm really, really introverted. So it's different to talk to one person than it is to know, like a lot of people or hopefully <laughs> will read those words and they'll have opinions about it and being okay with that. I love that. Oh, that's so exciting. Um, so what's next for you on your journey? Any other projects that you're contemplating? Well, I would like to write a, a 30K book for sure. Um, just kind of narrowing down the subject matter and trying to um, basically hone in on a skill set that I can share with the world. I feel like at this point, I've learned so much, it's hard to decide mm. what a niche, niche would be, I guess. And then um, being brave enough. <laughs> To like, put myself out there and yeah. just share what I've learned because I feel like there's so many people that need that. Yes. Well, and you've got a diverse background, right? You've done fitness competitions, you ran, you've done nutrition, you've done health coaching, all these things. So you just got to figure out of all your passions, what is it that, and who knows? I mean, I know many people who do all the things and talk about all the things. So really like, don't put yourself in a box either. So very um, true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, it's so exciting. Um, when you become a famous author, you can say that you were on the Align Your Glow and Soul podcast first and that, you know, you spoke to us first. So yes, I would love that. <laughs> well, where can people find your book? Um, and where are you hanging out online right now? 
So my book is on Amazon. Um, it's just searchable. Okay. I'll put the link um, in the show notes if you're listening. Super easy. Oh, thank you. And uh, as far as on social, I am mostly on Instagram at Becoming You Coach. Okay. That's my handle. Perfect. Um, in this current moment, we'll kind of finish up. What is your favorite, or if you have a couple things, like we said, we're not putting ourselves in boxes. Um, okay. What is one of your favorite subjects to, um, to study, to focus on, and to share with others? Um, it, that's really interesting. You would ask that because it's really changed. I, I was very much into thought work and mindset work. Um, and I was kind of a cheerleader for a while for a lot of people like you can do it, you know, just giving that positive type feedback to others in my life. But I think my new focus has been around the, the trauma. Um, I read the body keeps the score Mm -hmm. and I learned so much from that book that I, it made me look at myself and then other people around me completely differently and um, really changed how I thought about thought work. <laughs> and that's going to be my dive deep next. Um, I think I'll, I'll sit there for a while for sure and learn as much as I can. Mm, love that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I know I you know, saw your book and I was like, you have to come on and talk about this. So thanks for being open to the conversation. Um, and you know, if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to be an author. I want to create a book. You know, you can always reach out to Jody. I'll put her Instagram handle in the show notes, but it sounds like, you know, anybody can do this. Anybody can step into this process. Um, any last words of wisdom you want to share with our audience? I would say if, if you're on the path right now and you're open, just keep learning, keep growing. Um, that is one of the biggest joys in life is to always discover that there is more, there is no there, there is no ending it. This is all just a flowing river (laughs) of knowledge and experiences that you need to be open to. So that would be my I love that wisdom. Yes. Oh, that was beautiful. Thank you so much for finishing on that note and listeners, you know, I say this all the time, but please, if you took away anything in the episode, you know, tag um, myself and Jody screenshot us. We want Jody's book to get out there. So help us both out. It's totally free. And it does support us small business owners to reach more people. Thank you again for listening and have a beautiful day. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I'd love to connect with you. Screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram to be entered in to win a $50 Amazon gift card. Please subscribe to be notified of all new episodes and don't forget to glow like you're meant to. Have a fabulous week.